Dennis, are you are you drinking a Moscow Mule? No, I'm drinking a vodka soda, put in a Moscow Mule cup. Ben, are you drinking a Moscow Mule? I'm drinking a hot toddy. Ooh, those are good. What's that? Do you guys want to know what a hot toddy is? It's just hot water, some lemon juice, some honey, and some whiskey. Oh. Pretty good. Yeah, Dennis, you'd like it. Yeah, it sounds good. I don't know. I don't really like warm things, though. Really? It used to be called the tea toddler back in the day. <laughs> hey, keep that. <laughs> what, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> we used to go to this diner every Friday, every Friday uh, before school, and we had the same waitress, and she'd call Dennis the tea toddler because he'd order tea every morning. Man, you little bitch, you ordered tea. <laughs> I like tea. Oh, man. I don't really like tea now. I like coffee now. <laughs> That's good. All right, let's get started. <laughs> so this week, we uh, we didn't really have a pick because Owen forgot to make a pick. So we thought we could do something Halloween spooky themed so we all settled on watching the shining a 1980 movie that i'm pretty sure everybody's aware of and we have a special guest here ben dennis's brother who i don't think he has nearly as much expertise on the shining as dennis does but he does have one advantage he lives in colorado ben how you doing doing great you know just living out in colorado just like the shining is that how, is that like a Colorado accent? <laughs> yeah, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's just nervous, not know what to say because you're on a podcast. Yeah. Where do you live in Colorado? I live in a very small mountain town called Buena Vista. It's spelled like Buena Vista, but since there's a lot of really white people here, they pronounce it Buena Vista because they don't give a shit. I was going to say, I think you pronounced it wrong. No, they call it Buena Vista because it, it kind of, it's supposed to be like beautiful view, beautiful Buena Vista. Not Buena. Not Buena. It's got about 4,000 people in, in the town now. And it's like two hours west of Colorado Springs near a bunch of big mountains and it's a lot of just land and cows and and then just a random town where we're at wait i i want to go back to that buena vista thing because i um i ran one of those like relay races where like you run across like everybody runs 300 miles together or whatever over the course of two days in kentucky throughout the bourbon trail and we ran through a bunch of towns and there was a few towns that are like that where it'll be like san pedro but everybody will call it like Sant Pe- like San Pedro, like these white people like are like ashamed of like their heritage or like the town's heritage, so they like try to like turn it into something that's not like Spanish. Yeah, it's it's weird because like all the locals here, the people that grew up here, they're like they can tell if you're not a local if you pronounce it uh, Buena Vista. So some people say BV, BV is another way of saying it. That's like the the cool way, the cool modern way of saying it. Well, Kevin, think about like your grandparent saying a spanish word that's what i was thinking all of our parents just if they try to pronounce chipotle it's oh, like the true. hardest task they've ever done. or even like jalapeno chipotle or just adding like s to the end of everything fogarty's <laughs> <Drelishats. Yeah. laughs> james lebron my mom famously would say that for years because it makes sense james should be the first name i get it <laughs> 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> ben, so uh, is the internet good out there? Like, since it's so secluded, do you get good internet? Yeah, it's pretty crazy how they get internet out here. They actually shoot it off of like these satellite dishes because it's really clear here. And so they don't have a lot of like wired internet. It's all, they bounce it off mountains to get it out to us. Who's who's doing the shooting? Um, Elon Musk, no. It, I think it's it's some uh, like CenturyLink, I think is who we have, but you can see the towers up what's in the mountains. The, it's kind of cool. Yeah, what is the, what's the one that, um, that Elon Musk does. Starlink. Some people have Starlink out here. Star, okay. I was going to say, is that popular? I know it's expensive. I was debating on getting it because I was like, that might be cheaper. and just seems It's better. Seattle? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The most I, connected yeah. technical city. Yeah, world. that's true. <laughs> Star, Starlink's for like off the grid. I'm sorry. Starlink is going to be what it is. So might as well get in while getting's good. Ben, do you notice where Owen's... Do you, do you notice where Owen's filming his podcast? Yeah, where the fuck? Where are he's you? never he's never been in this house. So this is I know, yeah, but you can still kind of you like, can still kind of get a gauge for your surroundings. You're in a, a laundry room. I get really good internet in here. <laughs> he's on his neighbor his neighbor's internet. <laughs> All right, Ben, why'd you move to Buena Vista? It's a great question. Um, good question. I mean, living in Seattle, we didn't. Want to go back to Ohio, so we picked somewhere right in the middle. And Colorado is a good spot. And we looked all around Colorado, could not afford a house pretty much anywhere near Denver. The front range is like right west of Denver. And we just kept going further west, farther farther from the airport. And uh, we found some random guy who was didn't even list the house. And we wrote him a letter like, hey, we're, we just got married and we're looking to get a house. And we keep losing all these offers. And he sold this house to us in this town. And we have friends that live in Salida, which is like the big, big mountain town just south of us. And so we'd visit them. And so we've been up here a couple of times and yeah, that's it. We could live anywhere. And we didn't want to live after living in Seattle and living in like uh chop, that, like with the crazy autonomous zone in Seattle and just being constantly surrounded by homeless people. We wanted to do the exact opposite, which is only one homeless guy in town. And he's pretty nice. We know him. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Dennis, it we should have got it, him on the pod. <laughs> I, I've i been to uh, Buena Vista, and it is a weird mix of people because it's people like Ben, you know, like new, young, new families, that type of people. And then it's like locals where very conservative, looks like they have some sort of addiction. Um, yeah, it's got it's God's country out here. Like, Colorado Springs is probably, it's like the mega church capital of the United States. That's where like all the really holy people are. I mean, there's a lot of military bases there. So some connection. And then they migrate out West into the mountains. And so like young life is huge here. There's a huge, they own like a ton of land. Like most of the land up near the mountains is, is owned by young life. And they recruit kids to come here. We live right by the Noah's Ark rafting company. So it's like a religious rafting company. And there's, they have these two houses where like 30 kids stay in each house uh, over the course of the summer. Well, that's a good segue to my next question. So you just had a child. Congrats, everybody clap. Are you nervous about raising a kid in this part of the country, just based on like kind of the things you've already told? Dennis basically alluded that half the people are addicted to drugs, the other half are religious, and then there's about 2% that are 
just like you? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the kids here are just like free range kids. They can just go and ride their bike to the park and don't have to worry about like crime. Like we don't have to lock our doors when we leave. And so at least when they're really little, we're not worried, but I wouldn't want my kid going to the high school here. I don't know. There's, we went to a high school football game and it was probably the worst performance of football I've ever seen in my entire life. That makes sense. I don't know why. Because <laughs> they're into like mountain biking and rafting. Yeah, the, the sports here are like cross country and skiing and mountain biking. Who do they play? They play like other small towns in the area. How far, how far do they have to travel? One of the teams in their oh, conference sometimes. is probably an Indian reservation. The other one is like <laughs> – that is a good point. Man, yeah, you you can teach Jones to be like a star football player. Yeah, but they're like D7 like seven here. It's like the second smallest uh, division of football. You could... Yeah, that is, I don't think that's how it works. But you have <laughs> a kid just beaten up on really bad athletes the whole time and you think that he's going to make it big. I so badly want to just go out there and just like – tackle some kids when i watch the game oh dude i get it i go to the uh, the boys baseball games and i saw kid kids are throwing just huge meatballs down the middle and i was like yeah smash this ball over the fence so bad (laughs) but answer your question not not worried at least for now kids can do whatever they want the town is just like designed for kids my sister's kids are growing up in LA and I'm just like, so they're just growing up so differently than like where I grew up yeah. that I'm like, I can't even imagine how they're going to turn out. And the people that they're around are just so different. Like we all grew up like around people that are identical to us where they have just so much diversity. That's something I miss about uh, not living in a, like living in the city. There's zero diversity here. There's diversity of people, like restaurants, things to do. It's kind of, you miss Strongsville, huh? Yeah, Strongsville. I'm the Strongsville Cafe. The diverse crowd there. <laughs> yeah. At least you got to go downtown in Cleveland and like, you know, run into some homeless people and <laughs> get that experience. Walking to a Browns game. Yep. Pretty much. Wait, did that just happen or something? No, I'm just saying when growing up. Oh, like that's the only oh. diverse and living growing up in like a suburb. I mean a pretty far suburb of cleveland do they like the broncos and the uh and the nuggets i don't know what the accent is where you're... It's like wisconsin I yeah think he nailed it it's funny most people here are from the midwest that move here oh Not a lot of like denver colorado locals everybody seems to move away from the midwest i don't know why I was just gonna say, I think you go anywhere. Everyone is from the Midwest, just because people aren't. Oh, that's just around. the people we like get along with. They're kind of just the same as us. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, before we get into, just I have a few shining related questions for Ben. Um, so, have you witnessed any crazy snowstorms there, or is the weather like what is the weather like in Colorado? First day we moved here, we get we got trapped on top of a mountain. We had to abandon our U-Haul. So we're driving from Seattle. Shit. It's June 1st. So you're like, nothing's going to happen on June 1st as far as snow. And we're driving. Uh, Wesley's dad is driving the U-Haul behind us. And we're in our nice car going up this mountain pass. And it's raining. And then we keep going up. And the rain turns into snow. And then it just starts getting heavier and heavier. And we're like all the way up this mountain pass. And the mountain passes are no joke here. You're like going up to 12,000 feet. And the temperature drops like 20 degrees. And it just got so bad where, like, we couldn't turn around because we were already too far in. 
And then we lost Wesley's dad behind us. He started like skidding out. And so we kind of waited there for a minute of like, okay, is he going to catch up to us? So we turned around. We just got him in our car and just left our U-Haul there. And then the next day we went back. The snow was all gone because it's like sunny all the time here. And the U-Haul was like probably five feet away from the, the edge of the cliff. He was so close to just going off. And then the next day, everything was fine. So that, that's kind of the weather here. It's just like really fucking snowy for a long time. Then the next day, it's sunny and melts away. Um, so we've witnessed a few like that in our town. What was in that U-Haul? All of our stuff. Everything from Seattle. Furniture, clothes, everything. <laughs> what do you think was in it? I don't know. That sounds kind of exciting. <laughs> He's moving. I don't know. Grill us. He's moving horses. from Seattle. It could have been like all beast, like beekeeping stuff, or like, <laughs> or just. Uh... Kevin knows one person that's out here that that lives in Seattle that's a beekeeper, and he just assumes everyone's a beekeeper. I actually live next to a beekeeper. There's a bee beehive right next to me. So, it's out here too. Wait, oh, yeah. in in ben, uh, ben, in Buena Vista or in Buena Vista? Uh, Vista. Out here, yeah. Our, our back neighbor has like a hive, but it's also like it's kind of a tourist town because I was there in the summer and like the day, like during the day, it's packed because people from Denver go there. But at night, it kind of dies down, and the bars don't. It's not like the bar. There's one bar that stays open late, right? And then everything else kind of shuts down by like 10 o'clock. Yeah, pretty much. Salida just south of us is a little, little bit more nightlife going on. Some younger people. Does the snowstorm, do the snowstorms ever get so bad that you're stuck inside and you might go a little crazy like the guy on the shining did? Um, I always thought the shining was based in Alaska for some reason. That's Didn't weird. You guys? No, <laughs> it's like says no, it right in the beginning. <laughs> Because nowadays, like Colorado, you don't get isolated in the winter because it's like it's one of the nicer times of the year because you go and like ski and snowshoe and do things outside because it's really sunny and nice. I feel like Cleveland would be more isolated. You snowshoe? Yeah, you never snowshoed? No, I don't. What do you do? You just put the snowshoes on and walk around? It's just like hiking in the snow, basically. But you've got some special shoes that are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like hiking when it's not snowing. Um, <laughs> it sounds so bad. I, yeah, that sounds I so boring. Um, uh, I think I, I'm, I'm with uh, Ben here because in Cleveland or Ohio, snow and walking around in it seems awful. But when it's like you got these big trees in the forest, up these mountains with snow, yeah, it's way better. It's pretty beautiful. It's way less. It's beautiful. No, I, I think it's Cleveland. more beautiful, but. It's they don't have the infrastructure to clear out snow like Cle- Cleveland. Two days after a snowstorm, it's, it's, why can... would they be clearing it up out of a mountain without <laughs> any roads? No, or I mean if you want to go drive somewhere and do something, oh, like oh, there's nothing to do here in winter besides snowshoe. So you have to kind of like, <laughs> yeah. See, I can go to like a trampoline park <laughs> or a movie theater. Ooh, now that sounds fun. <laughs> do they have a trampoline park? <laughs> no, I wish though. They would make a killing here. A trampoline park. Yeah, I was like, well, why don't you open it That'd up? That'd be really fun. You got it is great having kids now because I love trampoline parks. <laughs> Do you get to go way. on the trampoline, Dennis? Oh, yeah. that sounds so fun. I'm gonna have a kid. I'm gonna have a kid. <laughs> it's so fun. 
How much time do you spend on the trampolines? Like, are you just hours out there sweating? I usually jump and then they get bored. And want you to ever catch a double else. bounce? Yes. Oh my God. All right, Ben, next question for you. Are there any cool ghost stories from your town? Uh, there's a ghost town. St. Elmo. That's just like a abandoned town right by you? Yeah, abandoned town. Um, I don't think there's any ghost stories around our town. There's no like urban legends or anything? No, but um, Sasquatch was witnessed oh, pretty close to us. Oh, that's interesting. I always thought he was in the Pacific Northwest, but I guess he's here. Yeah, I'm pretty, no, I thought he was in Seattle. There's a video of him, though. Did you see oh, yeah, the video? Oh, yeah, the train. Oh, the recent one? The most recent one, yeah. So Sasquatch can't like, leave his city. He's stuck in Pacific Northwest. He can't go on vacation, Owen? I don't know how that, I don't know if he can walk that far. That's pretty far and not be seen the whole way. I thought he far. is in Colorado. My dog's name is Sasquatch, and she thinks we're talking about it. <laughs> you know. oh. She's going to walk by like this all right ben let's <laughs> yeah. get into the nitty-gritty so how far are you from estes park colorado wait before you the shining that, i'm pretty far i'll go Kevin, for it, you confirmed because owen's saying that this whole this whole movie was filmed in port outside of portland but it's yeah my my understanding is that it was filmed in oregon but that establishing shot is a hotel in colorado and it this allegedly takes place in estes park colorado yes. but it was all filmed Family, yeah the Stanley Hotel, but I think that, that it wasn't actually filmed there because of obvious reasons. Yeah, but it would be very hard to get a crew out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, the outside of it, it's definitely the Stanley Hotel because I've seen like ghost hunter shows where they go there and say this is the the Shining Hotel. But wrong. It's not wrong. They filmed the ex where it takes place is basically the Stanley Hotel, but the in inside's the Stanley Hotel. But the right? inside shots, I bet, are in Oregon. Well, isn't it where uh, Stephen King got the idea for the novel? Is that the Stanley Hotel? Isn't that the I think that is, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but you are right. I find out the Stanley Hotel is the Yeah, and they show it. There. So there's like got to be some in. film. I know. It doesn't look anything like it, though. So how far Go are on. you from that, Ben? Don't listen. Don't listen to me. I'm probably three hours away from that. It's right near uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. And I guess... So Wesley was an event planner at a previous job. And so she went to that to like potentially plan an event. And I guess they, they host like five weddings a day there at the same time. Could you imagine getting married in that, in that hotel where the shining was based off five weddings a day? Yeah. At the same time. How much do you think that hotel room two, three, seven goes for and which bride and groom get that one? <laughs> Or are they real funny guys and they give it to the uh, mother and father? And <laughs> I don't know. Wesley, do, do you know anything about the room? Uh, no. It, we weren't allowed to go in. Nobody was allowed to go in it. But I guess during the tour, they would like flicker lights to scare. Wait, I have to, I have to say something. Um, Owen is right. So Ah, oh, fuck. The hotel is inspired by the Stanley Hotel, but... The actual hotel is Timberland Lodge at Mount Hood, Oregon. That's in the movie. We've Wesley and I have actually stayed there, Timberland Lodge, in Mount Hood. Did you go in room two three seven there? No, we didn't realize it <laughs> until this you moment. just saved it for the mother and father in law. <laughs> Wait, so I guess there would be two sets of mother and father in laws, right? So how would that work? Yeah, but it's so hard they, to make the does joke. Does the Stanley Hotel have a room 237? Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> Wesley, <laughs> I'm, I'm near the expert. Never room of two three seven. She's been there, so I've never been. They have a haunted tour in the hallway, and like say the room that he stayed in. Oh, so they have a haunted tour. Uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, Wesley is Ben's ghost. It lives inside the <laughs> yeah. house with him. She lives in my head. <laughs> Ben's like, no, there's no ghost. There's Shut no up! Ghost in Vista. <laughs> there's no new hauntings. Just the I ones that I'm live familiar with. Wesley the ghost and Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm a normal Colorado guy. And Jones. <laughs> yeah, the ghost One of the newer Jones. urban legends. <laughs> Davy Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that Davy Jones lock? Anyways, uh, yeah, That's I don't know. I really didn't have much. I didn't really have much else for Ben. I just was curious about Colorado. <laughs> oh, it's scared. Owen, where are you going? Owen, it's okay. We won't let let the ghost come through. We said ghost, and Owen covered his eyes and closed the door. <laughs> well, look at the ghost in the background. <laughs> oh my god, another ghost! <laughs> oh, you guys can see. Yeah. You guys can see that far. I can only see it here. But let's get back, back on track because this is going to be a long. Ben, do you want to hang here. out and talk The Shining with us? Did you re- did you watch it? Um, I watched like the. Two and a half minute synopsis. Sounds video. like a Drella Shack. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> My last question is Do you feel like at shit? I, I don't have, I'm really ad libbing this question, so I'm going to fuck it up pretty bad. Do you feel like Buena Vista is like The Shining, and how long can you stay? in that city before you feel like you're outgrowing it and going crazy and have to move somewhere mm. and back or is to this home Owen's asking. wow <laughs> well that's what that's the real question you when will you regret moving, <laughs> moving from seattle to buena vista is what owen's asking we well, if you would have gotten the, the chop the chop is gone before we moved we would never would have moved Owen. Okay, you waited too long no, honestly this that. i like the sound of uh, buena vista this place sounds kind of cool I would say it is a bit like The Shining where you're like trapped from modern city, like nice luxuries. So if we want to go to the movie theater, theater, it's an hour and a half. Oh, drive. I couldn't do that. What movie. about a grocery store? I mean, we have City Market, which is like the shittiest version of Kroger. Oh, that they make. no, that sucks. Chipotle is like three hours. Yeah, the nearest Chipotle is. I would not like two hours this place. Away. I don't think you're gonna live there for yeah, a long time. The airport is two hours. Two hours one way is the airport. The Chipotle is more. What? I was because Kevin is so worried about those other things. The airport is the number one. I'm like, I never airport. go to the airport. I go to Chipotle once a week. Crazy, but the actual town, I mean, is like yeah, really point. nice. Like the actual restaurants and stuff. I bet. We've got like everything you need. We just have been to every place and we know people there and you run into people everywhere yeah. you go, which is nice. And then also I would hate that because I time. hate running into people. You really are forced to memorize people's names because you're going to run into them like constantly. So I guess we've gotten better at that. Who do you hate running into <laughs> the most? Yeah. Someone who would never listen to this. Oh, our old real estate agent people. <laughs> That's a good one. That <laughs> is the worst because you know they're talkers and they'll just want to. They'll want to just. 
I hope they do. <laughs> they just, they're going to want to yap it up, ask you about the house. Are you ready to sell? We got another house for you. Yeah. Or yeah like, that's I mean, too much. He's kind of young too. So he's always like inviting me to do stuff. Oh, wow. Tell us about one more local. Uh, these the locals are really intriguing me now. There's a lot. There's like three uh, people he knows <laughs> that have YouTube channels. Yeah. There's, there's a guy that has a woodworking YouTube channel who makes enough money every month to pay for a car lease. So pretty good, I would say. And then yeah, 300 bucks. the other person, yeah. <laughs> so, so weird you way to phrase that he makes a lot of money. <laughs> oh, okay. He pays for his car lease. Uh, the other one is a day trader who sells his day trading services and his, his stock picks. And he makes a shit ton. How many car leases? Really <laughs> He's got a, a really nice house with a basketball court in it. All right, let's talk the shining. Bye, Ben. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Thanks that for sounds, coming. Your town sounds bye, cool. Ben, I like it. I like it. All right, you guys ready? <laughs> yes. Shoot. All right, today we are talking The Shining, a 1980 film by Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King and somebody named Diane Johnson. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence, while his psychic son sees horrific foreboding from both the past and future. And I actually wanted to pull up a picture from this. Hang on. Share screen. Something tells me it's not going to be a picture from the movie. Oh, oh fuck it. Wait, what am I, what am I sharing? Oh, fuck. I actually shared my notes for the podcast. Sorry. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't. I'll work in no play. That was Jack a doll boy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I should have said Kevin, huh? I didn't think that there was chat GPT. Kevin, I've caught on too, too much to your tricks that I know. Right, every time. Well, I got a couple more up my sleeve. Um, <laughs> Dennis, I guess you didn't pick The Shining per se, but I know you're a big fan of this movie. Can you quickly explain why? Yeah, so it was on my list. It was going to come up eventually because this is in my top three favorite movies, I think, of all time. Um, I'm a big Stanley Kubrick guy. I love his movies. And I think Jack Nicholson is just, this is the best performance I've ever seen of anyone. I just like, how cartoonish it is, but also not at the same time. I, I don't know. I just love living. That's a good point. Living in this world of The Shining, like just the hotel, and I don't know. I love it. I, I agree with a lot of that. It's. Um, Do you just envy his like Jack Nicholas? Nicholson. 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 I know. I, I thought I said it wrong up every time. Do you envy Jack? Nicholson's wife in the shining. A little bit at the start. Seems like you're a little too envious of him. <laughs> okay. At the start, not um, the end though. Just want to clear your part name. of the end. <laughs> <laughs> when he's in the food pantry and stuck. Oh my god. <laughs> so I have seen this movie before, but Dennis, I do agree though. Like his performance in this is the word I describe it as is unhinged. And I feel like any actor playing unhinged is just copying him in this movie. It is so crazy and so good. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have seen this movie before. I liked it. Didn't love it. I have. But I've been really venturing into horror a lot lately just because my girlfriend likes it, as most women do. Sorry to bring stereotypes into this, but they do. And um, 
I just feel like I'm learning a lot by watching these movies. And like, it, I saw so many tropes in this movie that I'm seeing in the modern movies I'm watching today. Uh, just to name one specifically, like the ugly naked old lady that is in every horror movie. Oh yeah. Now like that is comes up everywhere, but yeah. Uh, overall, like I, it just didn't do that much for me the first time I saw it. So I was excited to just kind of like give it a, probably watched it 10 years ago. So I was excited to watch it. What about you, Owen? I'm on the same boat as you. I've watched it a really long time ago. Didn't really care for it. And rewatching it now, much better appreciation for it. And I enjoyed it. It is so strange too. Cause when you watch it, you forget it was filmed in like 1980, probably shot in like 1979. Cause it could be a movie that's came out now. Just like how interesting it is. Imagine watching a whole, any other horror movie from the 1980s, probably not as like modern feeling as this movie. Yeah, I would have thought late 80s is what this was. If someone were to ask me before I watched it recently. It isn't. Yeah, because you're right, Dennis. It probably was really realistically filmed in 1978, 1977. And I, I would have I actually thought the movie was older than 1980. But at the same time, it's also ageless just because it like takes place in an isolated area that's set like, you know, it's an old hotel, their clothes aren't all that weird. So you just don't see that many differences. So it, it does hold up in a timeless way just because of the setting and the lack of people in it. It's, there's really only like seven or eight characters. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how fucking old Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he was. Uh, what? I got his, is that his fucking name or what? Is it Nicholson or Nicholas? Nicholson. I got to get this right. Nicholson. What, right? Do you, what age do you think he was when he. 86. <laughs> oh, he's 43. You looked it up. During the movie. Oh. That's my guess. It's, it's a crazy guess. 170. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I looked it up because he looks. I'm going to say. He looked like shit. 44. Like he looks like shit. And I was like, how old 44. is he here? He's 43. Oh, okay. He's 43. Oh, Owen knows. But I was like, I did people back then just look like shit or what? But then he was 43. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. As long as I don't look like that when I'm his age, I'll be. I'll I think be, he looked pretty cool. I liked his style, like what he was wearing, the red jacket and the, the flannel sh sort of shirt and the axe. I love that. <laughs> I think I think all of the outfits, I, we've already kind of touched on this in our group but a lot of those outfits are all circulating back again like the ladies outfit and the kids outfit are Bodie I swear ripped them off from from this movie directly because the, their one sweater they have is exactly the same outside of what's the picture the, the NASA moon, is too. The, the guy's outfit too astronaut or a yeah. spaceship yeah there's one We'll put it on our Instagram page. So if you guys don't follow us already, you can follow us at Dennis. I don't know how deep you want to get into room 237, but there are like a oh, billion yeah. theories out there about this movie. I don't even know if we should even start. So, Maybe just throw them in there. So there's a documentary called room 237. That's all about the shining and how there's like four different theories that these people have that they're admin about with the shining. One is like, Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landings and this was his confession. Letter. Confession. Yeah. And then like another one's about the Holocaust and something like that. And the whole documentary is basically just exposing these people because they're all so admit that this is what it's about, but they're four completely different opinions. But it's, it's interesting that they go through like the scenes in the movie and just talk about it in general. What does that have to do with the room two three seven? Because 
they don't nobody nobody knows what's going on in there right okay that's the naked lady room that makes sense yeah that's the most mysterious room in the hotel so um yeah but yeah i remember watching a three-hour documentary about stanley kubrick a while back and i wouldn't put him past him to have four different like really thematic things going on because the amount of detail this guy puts into his work is unlike any other director movie you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like the guy will spend 12 years making a movie. There was something that just came out four months ago on Twitter about this movie that like it was a revelation that people are like, whoa, we never noticed this. During the movie, uh, Jack Torrance, Jack Nicholson's character he'll he'll be like talking and he'll look glance at the camera for like a set one frame glances at the camera and he's the only character that does that and that's just like a detail that people just picked up on it, it was probably there but it became more mainstream that he's like looking at the camera to make you uneasy compared to every other character doesn't look at the camera and it's not like he stares at it but there's like the one scene he storms out of the room, he like looks at the camera real quick and walks out. So were you excited to rewatch this knowing that about this little tidbit? Yes. And I told Lisa, I'm like, do you know that he like looks at the camera sometimes? And she said, oh my where God, did you read that from? She must have been so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's so like, just like. I said, and then I said, just because someone says something doesn't mean it's like their own opinion. I'm just saying like, there's, Everyone's getting opinions, facts from different areas. Wendy. What did you guys think about the opening? Very, you, David Lynch must have been inspired by that opening, right? Oh, dude. I, yeah, mm-hmm. how long it was. I fucking loved that opening, though. It was such beautiful shots. It made me want to make my own movie that has shots like that on a wobbly helicopter. I like that it was on a helicopter because all new shots are mm-hmm. done by drones and they're all a little too like yeah. still i kind of like that it was like shaky i don't know i thought yeah there's it. a little bit more danger to it you know there's a guy filming that in a helicopter or whatever it's, or it's a drone is yeah and i think it just it sets the vibe of the movie of just like how empty everything is and it's you're almost following them i'm like regurgitating what i've read but you're almost following them like a spirit in the sky. Oh, yeah. You, de- you definitely didn't come up with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you said that beforehand because I, w- I think we both would have yeah, called you that's out. It's a good thought, but you're not that smart. <laughs> no. But driving through those mountains, by like that looked oh, yeah. fucking awesome. It looked cool. That'd be an amazing like Sunday drive. But I mean, I'm coming back home. I mean, oh, and you like live in an area like this. It's a little different. There's definitely places where it could be super beautiful, but it's pretty short. And it's hard to see while you're actually driving because you have your roof and stuff. So you don't get that wide view like they do from the helicopter. So you just it made need it look a, better. Hire a helicopter, put a camera on it, have it follow your car. That's all you need. It would be cool to see like footage of a helicopter just filming me on my drive home from work <laughs> just like a day in the life of kevin just like an outer lens of how another spirits spot for zins <laughs> <laughs> this is the helicopter talking <laughs> we gotta hover over this convenience store again 
<laughs> he went to a different convenience store so the person doesn't judge him. <laughs> uh, here's Kevin setting a trash can on fire. <laughs> um. Yeah, but minus the soft poured music, identical to Twin Peaks, and it definitely sets the pace for some eerie shit. So got me kind of excited. And then I got excited again when I saw Scatman Carruthers was in the movie. And I didn't know who that was, but I just liked the name. <laughs> oh, And yeah. and I, I learned that he's definitely one of the most important characters in the movie, but he must be like some famous musician or something, right? Which character is he? I'm, I'm guessing it's the butler, isn't it? Or the chef? Yeah, the chef. Oh. Yeah. Why do you guess that? <laughs> there's just, there, there's a bunch of white guys that definitely aren't <laughs> Scatman. <laughs> that's for sure. So it's it was pretty easy. Well phrased. Well phrased. <laughs> you handled that very well. Um, but then we get to the interview and... I loved that they were breaking down the sections for me, just like nice, clear chapters for me to do this outline. I was pumped because they had like interview Wednesday, Sunday. Isn't it when you saw that, did you think of um, Quentin Tarantino? Because all his movies are like that. And they it doesn't make sense, too, because if you notice throughout the thing, it's like interview and then it's like Wednesday and then it's like 4 p.m. Yeah, it's hard to track, which throws you off and you're like, what is going on? Yeah, you could like put one yeah. in there that just says like blue and like another one that says like Ford Ford Fiesta and like you would just people would like eat that up and be like, why is it called Ford Fiesta? Why is this chapter? Anyways, I digress. Yeah. No, this reminded me more of like I feel like the movie Grand Budapest Hotel doesn't exist without this movie oh, at yeah. all. Oh totally. There's too much from it that it's like an empty hotel. It's very secluded, all the things. I uh, I didn't like how Jack was bragging about how fast he made the trip. He's like, I made it here in three and a half hours. Are you guys the type of people to do that? I know I don't brag about how fast I get places. No. If someone if someone asks about the drive, I'll I'll give them how I really feel. What does that What does that mean? So if I feel like I made it there in really good time, I'm going to be pretty pumped to talk about it. I guess. <laughs> I feel like I just never make it anywhere in good time. So, uh, Dennis, I cooked a fried turkey sandwich today. By the way, um, yeah, melted the cheese on top. Did but uh, the reason I bring that up is because the kid is eating a sandwich at the table, and it's all bread. Like, did you know I'm talking about him and Shelly Duvall, the mom, are just <laughs> eating this like sandwich, and there's like it looks like there's nothing in it, and it was driving me crazy. But at the same time, it looked good. That's just kids' sandwiches. Definitely, dude. that's like yeah. I was uh, just say you definitely don't have kids because I get, Freddie ate two ham sandwiches and it was like the shaved piece of ham and one piece of cheese. You can't even like it's mostly crust. That's funny. I didn't expect that to be like a universal thing. So it's just kids. Like I mean, I guess I'm still kind of like plain sandwiches. Yeah. What do you want? Like a high decker. <laughs> stick a giant toothpick in it so it all stays together kind of thing um but i was wondering yeah. we've cut since we're like pro sandwich on this podcast like what is your guys's perfect sandwich owen i wasn't ready for that question but i love sandwiches and i think it's top <laughs> two of my favorite foods 
Yeah. It's, it's a great start to an essay. There you go. In conclusion. Exciting incident. <laughs> I This is the opening paragraph. I love sandwiches so much. Oh, what's my favorite sandwich? Well, I love sandwiches so much. In, in this in this thing, the pair the pure the font is twelve, but the periods are size thirty six. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the margins are just a little bit in. <laughs> all right, so you have no idea what if you have all the ingredients in the world, you don't know what you're putting on that sandwich. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be. I feel like it'd be more of the Italian style meat because those ones taste the best. I try to avoid them because I feel like I get too fat from them because they're the greasiest. So if I'm going to like Jimmy Johnson's turkey, yeah, hang on one second, but one second. probably an Italian <laughs> taking phone calls in the little <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> it's normally an Italian sandwich with like all the toppings on it. Sounds amazing, but. God, I could talk about sandwiches for way too long, so I'm going to cut myself out there and give you guys a um, shot. How how often do you eat a sandwich during the week? N- not that often because I like them too much and I'll get fat. What's your go-to lunch? Um, I typically eat like chicken breast, vegetables, and stuff for lunch and dinner. Holy shit! I don't I don't really healthy. eat any bread. I avoid bread for lunch. Dennis, what's time. your perfect sandwich? I love a sandwich though. A Reuben. Oh, you got that. Okay. Those are good. Cook it yourself or buy it from like That's a my, place? Um, some, I mean, maybe like once a quarter, I'll have the ingredients for it for like a week and make it maybe like twice, twice a week. A Reuben week. sounds like something would be tough to like nail it. it. Like trust the professionals for a Reuben. Reuben's the easiest. I don't know. I think Reuben's the easiest sandwich you could probably uh, nail. It's very consistent. Yeah. I guess I've never had like one before. Rye bread, corned beef. Sauerkraut, Thousand Island, and Swiss cheese. I think it comes down to your sauerkraut and your Thousand Island dressing, and that is it. Yeah. And even if you fuck that up, it's still going to taste the same and good. I actually had a Reuben two days ago. That's awesome. Um, and it's my... Oh. Go ahead. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't listening, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, it is awesome. Reuben's are cool. Um, you get it? My perfect sandwich... Who, who wait who are you talking about i have a, i have a special guest i'm trying to get to it um oh. um okay so my perfect sandwich is um wheat bread turkey cheddar bacon and uh that's it no just dry dude what the fuck get out of here i i mean oh. i know you like sandwiches i but know that's it's boring like, i know that's so boring it's all right. I know that you're. I'm sorry for coming at you so strong. I know you're not. You, yeah, you might like to, BLTs, like, which I think I would like a BLT. Yeah, favorite. I would. As <laughs> long as there's no mayo. <laughs> what makes you think that, Dennis? <laughs> just because he had bacon bread, he's missing just like one of those ingredients. <laughs> Man, you don't like mayonnaise? No, not not really. Um, so yeah, the reason I was distracted is because I do have a special guest lined up. Um, in addition to Ben. His name is Tony. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Tony. Hey, Tony. Hi, Tony. Is that seriously what your special guest is? Why did he call? <laughs> yeah, who's on the fucking phone? My favorite sandwich is blood. 
Uh, hey, Tony, you know you like BRPs. <laughs> What's on that? Blood, <laughs> legs, <laughs> tongues. <laughs> okay, I think it's time for Tony to go back down <laughs> in your stomach. It's in his, my, my mouth. Sorry, it's in my home? mouth. Oh, yeah. Well, Sorry, hiding, Owen, you, you threw me off with because you're calling me out of my stunts. So I had a. I was just like trying to figure out how I could make it seem like I really had a special guest. <laughs> I thought you did. So I was playing the long, I was playing the long That's game there. Um, I haven't been annoyed by a character like Tony. I think the closest thing, have you guys seen the new Dune movie? Yes. Is it? The, no, no. I mean, just, Dune just Dune one. The new one. Oh, I think okay. Tony yes. and the voice that Timothy Chalamet does are the two most annoying things in cinematic history. You don't, what is the voice he does? Like Paul Atreides. God, I, I watched it's it like so long ago. I can't even remember him doing a voice. Yeah. I, is, is it like similar to Men in Black when the alien it's, water? It's a lot sugar. like that. It's like, it's like he's More. doing this thing and he goes, it's just like awful. <laughs> It's a way to like control, but people. it's really corny that just the delivery of it in that movie. No, it. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I oh, like shit. it. I think Dude and this this movie have a lot in common, actually. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah, just the vibe of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't think so at all. But <laughs> I'll let the listeners. Dennis, so I know one of oh. my favorite Twitter. Speaking of Dune, yeah, perfect. One of my favorite. We're never going to get through this podcast. <laughs> One of my favorite Twitter jokes is, yeah, I want, I want Dune. I want to Dune two girls at once. Something like that. No, it's like, yes, I'm Dune. Yeah, yes, I've seen Dune. I'm Dune your mom later is what I've seen or something like that. Yeah, something like um, that. Dennis, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, or Dennis, I know you have a thoughts on this, so. And you may have probably researched this. <laughs> Owen loved that. <laughs> it's so stupid. But yeah, I've seen Dune. Oh, I'm, Dune. I, I'm Dune two girls. Or yeah, or like yeah, I'm, yeah, Dune two. Um, I've definitely seen that too, Dennis. Probably because you retweeted it. Uh, so Shelley Duvall, Dennis. <laughs> I know you've researched this. Mia Goth. Oh no, Mia Goth is way better that's than the, her. That's Mia Goth. That's her mom. Is it really? No, no but people say it should be. Oh. Um, so she she's intentionally bad, right? Like they couldn't. This couldn't have been a serious cast. You think she's bad? I, I don't know. I don't think that she's bad. If you watch uh, Jack Nicholson's like interview when he's trying to get the job, he seems. I think that they made the character seem a little. You use the word unhinged, but I feel like they made it them be a little like off at in some way. Cartoon, they're like cartoons. I think that's what I feel like. Yeah, I think that's kind of like I think they were meant to be that way because when he's interviewing and he's like, "No, yes," oh, it was it was weird, and I was like, "Is he actually a bad actor in real life, or are they making him play that?" So I think that she was meant to play that role that way. I was gonna say. You you kind of at the beginning you're you're kind of like on Jack Torrance's side where you're like this girl is so annoying right. like I would be so fucking annoyed I'm trying to write this novel and she comes in hey what you writing about <laughs> like yeah that. 
seems very annoying. I'm waiting for Kevin to say that he thinks she's cute. No, he no, even, girl it, cute it, it, no, only the show. ones I bring up. <laughs> That's like <laughs> you, brought you brought her up. The, so. the one ghost hunter girl. Oh yeah. It's like he's a Cincinnati eight. Yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> um, but it, no, it's cool that you brought up that cartoon thing, Dennis, because I they kept cutting back to like old cartoon footage, like Looney Tunes and like other random things. I'm like, why do they keep showing like this is 1980? Like there are way more modern cartoons. And you're right, it's because like it's almost representing like how the cartoon or the characters themselves are cartoons. Isn't that weird though that they always kind of in every horror movie like children's things seem to be always involved and they're a little creepier so it's like dolls or um i don't know like that unsaw the guy riding around on a tricycle do they put saw on a tricycle if this movie never existed <laughs> they have the kid riding there is something the inherently creepy about a tricycle i don't know why but may, it might just because of the, it's kids yeah. toys. It just makes it creepy. Like I think it's the non-existence or uh, possibility of a kid dying or not being there, or it's just creepy. Um, I think that's yeah, maybe that's just the, the idea of a kid riding around free just kind of makes you nervous and uneasy. Yeah, and but like, that it's, looked fucking awesome. It did. It looked so much fun. It's like playing Mario yeah. Kart. Oh yeah, when they were uh, when. Wesley was saying that they did a tour of their a haunted tour. I was going to ask is like, did everyone get a ride around on tricycles? Cause that'd be the best way to do that tour. Dude, that, that would be sick. If you had like a Mario Kart level, you could unlock that was like racing the overlook and you could just like ride around that. Um, I did think it was cool how they kept like alluding to the maze and how the overlook itself was a maze. But I think the coolest thing from that I realized while watching this is like, there were so many times during the movie, I'm like, I was asking myself questions. I'd be like, wait, why are they closing for the summer? Why are they closing for the summer? This is so stupid. Like this is their busy time of year. And then like, right as I was thinking it, they would answer it like in perfect dialogue. Like I was thinking that and Jack Nicholson all of a sudden said like, well, why are you closed for summer? It's wouldn't there be skin? (laughs) And they like, the guy's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Why are you closed for winter? Yeah. Sorry. But like there was, there was at least four times where like, they like knew the questions I was asking in my head and answered them. I think that's like so impressive as a writer or director of a movie to do. Yeah. It almost gets rid of like all the things that would just bother you the whole movie Mm -hmm. where this is the issue that a lot of horror movies have. If you ever notice with horror movies, they make sure that the person doesn't have a cell phone like right away. Cause Mm -hmm. if a person has their cell phone in a horror movie, the whole time you'd be like, just call someone, call someone, call someone, call someone. It just sticks in your head. Yeah, and if they don't answer that in a natural way, like, oh, no, he dropped his cell phone at the grocery store. Like, I don't know. They, or like, yeah. no yeah. service. I was going to say, they always yeah. show the phone with no service or call failed. Yeah, yeah, and it's never believable, but they, like, addressed all my questions perfectly. Um, But then they get the closing day, and that's where they start driving up. After Jack accepts the job. And there was just a couple things I was thinking about that is um, they did a Donner Party reference in the car. And I was really surprised by the kid knowing what cannibalization was. And again, he's like, how do you know what cannibalization is? And he's like, I watch TV. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was just another example of that. <laughs> I I love that car scene just because he's driving and his family's so happy. And he's just he's just sitting there and he looks so fucking pissed off. <laughs> 
and like when his kids talks he's just like oh he like cringes it's funny it really a lot of this movie is just about like he's a dad he must or like stephen king must have been like a frustrated dad while writing this or well i don't know if i read this or I, this is an original thought because i've been reading about this movie for like 10 years but i think there's something to do with him there's a theory that he had this kid with wendy and he's kind of trapped with mm-hmm. her which you kind of get that vibe throughout the movie is like he doesn't like her because he comes at one scene he's like my whole life you've been blah 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 like keeping me stuck or whatever but it seems like he's just kind of stuck with these people and he doesn't actually like them and yeah it's like he's possessed but the possession is only bringing out his real feelings it's not like it's just an evil person or like an evil demon trying to kill people it's like an evil demon making him express all of his most hidden thoughts yeah like amplify how he actually feels yeah this hotel does um this is not a this is not a stunt i just are you guys ready to see what danny looks like now the little kid did you look it up looks like but yeah i know what he looks like too oh shit seen interviews really i was not expecting this how much do you fucking love this movie (laughs) has he been in it there's my soldier (laughs) he does he just looks like some guy he looks like a guy who'd live in buena vista colorado yeah very fascinated um did you get i felt like he was kind of the worst part of the whole movie like they could have removed the kids part and just made it like about jack going crazy because the whole like him shining the guy to come there and like save them yeah yeah, was that, that part it, it just necessary doesn't... at all? Did they need to have that like no, six? No, the guy sense? dies yeah. immediately. It's so stupid. I think that part was stupid too. Like, why not just have the radio work? Yeah. And they call someone and then they come up and that's it. But it's weird because if you take out the kids part of the movie, the movie's still re- just the whole red rum thing. Maybe it's because it's overplayed, but to me, that just doesn't add anything. It's just the watching Jack. I think you're right, Dennis, in the sense that like they needed the kid because he's basically a handcuff on this family. Like he's stuck. And it's just, especially at this time, like kids were not good actors and you're just kind of stuck with some kid that's obviously going to give an underwhelming performance and you're asking him to do a lot. They could have gotten rid of Tony in this movie. Yeah, I think they could have got, they could have just made him a normal fucking kid. That was annoying. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Give him a lot less to do because they gave him way too much to do. And he clearly was not an actor or like some trained actor. Yeah. But I I mean, it is weird. Like, because I remember the line. Uh, Danny isn't here right now, Mr. Torrance. I remember hearing that line before I watched the movie. Like people would quote. And everyone would quote Red Drum. Like those are the most quotable parts. Who's, besides qu- who's quoting Danny quote. isn't here right now, Mr. Torrance? I guess my dad. Okay, I was gonna say that is never. I've never heard that in my entire life. I don't even remember it from the movie. <laughs> I haven't heard it. Red rum, definitely it's a quotable line. Um, but yeah, did, did you guys know this movie too when it came out? It it won a, I think it was a Razzie, whatever the equivalent of that was. It was voted like the worst Damn, movie. That sounds of the year. fabulous though. A Razzie. That's cool. Yeah. I can get him a Razzie. Have you heard of Rat the Razzies? No, like I said, it sounds fabulous. 
Kevin. Yeah, it's like what Adam Sandler wins every year for his bad performances. It's like the opposite of what. So people didn't like love this movie when it first came out. No, they said it was horrible. Yeah. What were the better scary movies at that time? I think the the go to was Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, or something. Okay, Exorcist came out then. That's fucking scary. Oh, Rosemary's Baby came out many years before this. I'm so yeah, shocked. Was I was of... I was under the impression that this movie like fucking killed when it got released and it never lost steam. I just I don't think this movie's a horror movie. It's really more like it's way more interesting than a horror movie. And I think I'm sure like if you expect to just be like jump scared all day long, this is going to be really unsatisfying. This is an arty artsy movie. I think it's more like modern horror. It, it's it you know who's exact the guy that makes these movies is uh ari um the ari guy that made hereditary and what's the other one the other uh, midsummer yes those are that's the exact type of movie this is it's like a slow mystery almost with horror elements so i, I guess you're kind of right it's not like a traditional mike myers or mm-hmm I uh, but yeah, you already mentioned this, but like the kid and the chef, Scatman Crothers, can hear people's thoughts. I completely forgot about that. Like I, I, I just remember the here's Johnny and the possession and Jack throwing the ball at the wall, but I completely forgot about that plot line in the last ten years. I agree. I did what it, it's not even. I thought it was going to be way more prevalent too. When I watched it, I was like, oh shit, I must have forgot about how much this plays a big part in the movie plays literally two small parts that's it two of the people have the shining and that's it how fun did it look when he was throwing the ball at the wall dude how did he not not fucking hurt his arm he was whipping it and he's 43 years old and just over and over and over again looked amazing it was such a good way to show his anger though yeah oh my god he was throwing it so fucking hard he's like tom brady I can just (laughs) made me want to throw a ball really hard against yeah like a bouncy ball like that yeah like an anti-gravity ball (laughs) (laughs) oh no it's not coming back it's just going up (laughs) i just between that and the kid riding the tricycle around the hotel like i would just love to live in an abandoned hotel for or not abandoned more like empty for a month i would have so much fun oh yeah I'd maybe want them to leave. I'd maybe want them to leave the booze there. That would make it a little bit more fun. Yeah, not lock uh, it all up. But speaking of that, um, you know how he goes crazy and then he has his like first drink, but it he's just imagining it. What drink would be your guy's first drink if you were sober for that long? Ooh, that's a great question. I think I would just want to ease my way back in with a beer. Just a beer. Which beer? beer? Yeah. Just like an ice cold Miller Lite or something or a light beer. I don't need to go right for the hard stuff. And with a wash it down with a turkey cheese bacon sandwich. <laughs> no, I'd want it, I, I, would, I would want something salty with it. So maybe some popcorn or pretzels. Okay. Dennis, what do you got? I'd probably do a Guinness. Damn, you both are reaching for beer. Yeah, because your first drink, you want to like. I want yeah, to drink I want something, something that a tastes little... kind of good, you know. Oh, not... see, I would go with like a like a fancier cocktail, and I don't know which one. I'd probably lean towards something that's close to a margarita. 
but a little different. Like a tequila sunrise? No, not or not that sweet. Like more spirit, more spirit forward. No, like a, a fancy one. Like if you go to any restaurant that has like their own specialty cocktails, I'd get something off of their list that they make that's good. Not something that I'm like, I want an old fashioned. Something that they make that's good. Okay. That's what I want. Okay. Do you want me to explain that? So not a specific (laughs) drink, but more like it's. You're more like a feeling. You want to. Your first experience is like I want to sit down. I want to order like a twenty-two dollar drink, a fancy cocktail, and drink it. Yes, it's going to be tequila or mezcal, though. Tequila. It's going to be tequila or mezcal. And I think Kevin and I are more like, almost like a baby that hasn't had a bottle in a long time. You kind of they latch onto it and like suck it down. Yeah, me and Kevin know all about that. You know them babies? How they no, I, I, I'm changing my... Mine would not be a can of beer. It would be a draft beer, and it would be in one of those tall Ooh. pint glasses, like a 23-ouncer. Ooh. How, how, cold, like, how cold is it? Oh, my God. It's fucking ice cold, dude. <laughs> you Honestly, I think really you good, drink dude. that like almost like a water after you go on a long run. Yeah. It'd be the most satisfying thing to drink. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's what I want. During the summer, I didn't drink like any beer. I drank White Claws, and then I had a Miller Lite, and I'm like, this thing is amazing. Yeah, drinking White Claws is like eating sweet tarts. Yeah, it's just I like it is. I don't It gives you a those. weird feeling. Yeah. They're like, they also t- taste like they should be like, oh, there's like some solid solidness to it. I don't know what it is. It just tastes weird. And I think it's just because they're like malt liquors. Is what they yeah. are. So you could taste that part and I don't like it. Um, but we're like a month in now into this and he's starting to go a little bit crazy, throwing balls at the walls. And he did say something about how when he was first there, it felt like he had deja vu. And I was wondering like what your guys' thoughts on deja vu are. Owen, oh, like, do you ever experience it? Yes. And I love this one theory for deja vu that your brain, one part of your brain gets a message a split second before the other part of your brain. So it makes it seem like you already heard this Mm -hmm. information, but it's just happening almost in real time. So I think that's what it is, but it's unexplainable. Yeah. The best theory I ever heard is very similar to yours, Owen, where it's just like your brain has a momentary lapse where it stores a short-term memory where a long-term memory should have been or something like that. I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like I clearly hadn't seen this before. It's just my brain. We read the same article, but you probably read it a little better. (laughs) <laughs> see you. i always thought it was like you've dreamt that before or something i think that's, fe- I think that's true I, f- I feel like that's different though i don't i feel like that's not deja vu It'd be like this happened in my dream and you could remember yeah. that it actually happened in a dream i think the but more i feel like deja exp- yeah. deja vu is more of a feeling so like you're almost experience. it's not like you're experiencing the same thing. You're experiencing the same feeling again. No, I don't know. Cause I'm normally like, fuck that just happened. That happened the exact same way. And it keeps going until you like actually say it out loud or recognize that you've already been in the situation that it seems like that small lapse of five, two to three, five seconds, like already happened exactly the same way that you remembered it happening. When's the last time you had deja vu? I can't think of a recent deja vu. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Owen wins. Nice job, job. Owen. That's awesome. Uh, 100. Thanks to Owen. 
100 yeah okay but then we get into the part of the movie where it's like tuesday thursday sunday or saturday and uh the only question i really had for you guys and i think you have kind of answered this indirectly is just how would you handle being alone with just your wife and kids in an abandoned hotel for a month do you have anything to add that isn't been implied already just that you would go crazy yeah just fucking kill them <laughs> 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 there's no there's no yeah day, 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 one, day one no i think a big enough hotel i could handle it if it was like a, a small room that would i'd go crazy but yeah no, that he type went, of hotel that'd be sweet yeah i agree he went too crazy too quick it's like go hunting find something to do outside I know it's snowing a ton, but those days where it's bad, stay in. The days that it's not, go figure it out. Like that kitchen, I would make sick meals or something yeah. with all that food. Yeah. Well, then we kind of get into the part where the snowstorm starts, and uh, she calls the cops. Do you, and I, I thought that was fascinating because she like just calls the cops just to chit-chat because she's so lonely and like her husband won't give, pay her any attention. She's like, man, the weather's kind of crazy, huh? And he's like, man, Over. this... Yeah, yeah. It's like, ma'am, this calls back if there's an emergency. And it, I guess I like that, though. Because I probably, yeah, I know a lot of people who would do something like that. I think lonely. that's also another part of scary movies where they're like, you know, how they say cell phone service is dead. They show Jack fucking breaking the walkie-talkie. Right. They had, a they had to establish that, yeah. Uh, oh, and this reminded me of your snowstorm in Sioux Falls. Can you give us a quick... Um, 30 seconds on that when you're snowed in it's so sioux falls for two yeah, days i, I was gonna say this reminds me of just when i lived alone in south dakota because i wouldn't fucking i'd be by myself all the time and i i would like open up the fridge and i'd be like shit i haven't on a weekend i'd be like i haven't said a word out loud in two days so i would just say something i'd be like fuck <laughs> like something like that well and i mean i handled it fine you just like you just make jokes. You like learn how to. I Dude, don't know the mirror. <laughs> yes, literally. What are you looking at for us. <laughs> well, I, the thing is also is we had Twitter. We had things that you could co- contact people all the time. So I think it is a little bit of a cop out. I wasn't without a phone or um, TV or anything along those lines. I mean, I, I spent a I spent a month during the first month of the pandemic completely alone. Like, I think most people at least had, like, roommates or something. But, like, I was just in an apartment by myself during that How'd period. That so, um, I remember, I look back very fondly on it. I remember being really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, by yourself doing stuff. It could, it's like you, yeah. you find a way to entertain yourself and honestly get very creative. Yeah, I got in really good shape. I, like, was... I remember watching like a, um, what's the band, uh, the format concert, you know, the format. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand to think about a heart so big. I remember that guy was just about to do a reunion tour and then it got canceled, but I watched some performance. Anyways, we get to the part where, um, uh, Jack finally orders a bourbon from Lloyd and I loved his relationship with Lloyd. That whole scene was my favorite scene in the movie. Lloyd's the bartender, like the ghost bartender. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Just a few memorable quotes from him. He's, he goes, 
the old sperm bank upstairs. And he said, I love that little son of a bitch. <laughs> like, just like these little things he's saying about his family just shows how much he hates them. Do you think that's the first time they used the, the saying, women can't live with them, can't live without them? No, that's a good question, though. Do you know this for you know a fact that it's not the first time? Yeah, no, no, this, this is, is 1980s, and I, it's such a popular line, and I don't know if it's just popular because of this movie. Because he didn't say, you know what they say, he just said it. There are a lot of lines in our pop culture that's from this movie. This says that it was originated from a Dutch philosopher, Desiderius Erasmus. Was, it, was he a writer? Was he a writer on the show or on the movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> can't live without yes. him. Um, and then he also said, he also says, like when he's talking about hurting his son, he's like, "It was a momentary loss of muscular coordination." <laughs> I just like that was the, the encapsulation of him being great. Um, he's a great character. Yeah, and then everything kind of skyrockets. Uh, we talked about the naked old lady. Anything else happened in this part that you guys I stuck wish. out to you? I really yeah, love the- how calm when she came running down and said that someone was uh, strangling the kid. And he looked at her so calm and he says, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> the way that he said it was amazing. Yeah, I don't know. This whole, I guess, like, this is where I just realized, like, is any of this supposed to be ghosts? Are these just a bunch of schizophrenic people? Like, the dad and the son. It's hereditary, so. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. But, like, the only thing that makes it, it's like the Scatman Carruthers. But maybe he's not even real. Well, I I, I guess it depends on what version of the story you want to talk Damn. about because they came out with a movie like a few years ago called Doctor Sleep thing, yeah. which I watched half of but Not it's good. all about it's about the kid getting older Danny and he it's the shining he it's about the shining basically which is the least interesting part of this movie yeah that is damn I like that theory that Scatman Crullers doesn't exist in real life yeah I mean he who else interacted with him other than Danny I guess the, uh, mo- the, the mom. Saying, hey, can you give him a toy? Yeah, I think everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah every character did at one point. Oh, yeah, the policeman, the one guy he called on the phone. The um, auto mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, the, the one. The airline <laughs> stewardess. The auto mechanic was like, and you're definitely real, right? And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the keys. <laughs> Um, I do have I do have a theory about the movie, which I think is it. Go for it right now. Right now? Yeah, why not? We're, we're like near the, the end, end, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we're pretty much to the part where we he. We can gets... talk about the most famous scenes, though. I know, but those are, I guess, like, well, before we get you to want that, to talk really about quick. John. Here's Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. We should talk about. But it. there was there was a scene where Jack goes back to the bar, or goes looking for alcohol, and he says like. The hair of the dog that bit me. And that's, I never realized what hair of the dog meant. Or like that was the full phrase for that. Did you? Were you guys aware of that? Oh, wow. I get it now. Yeah, I never so got that. The dog bit him. So he, so wants, the, he wants a hair of the dog that bit him. So like taking like a little bit of the thing that hurt him. 
like out you drank a lot oh, so now you need a little i never really thought about that either yeah wow. i was I really intrigued that. yeah it's cool right <laughs> yeah what'd you guys um, think of the bathroom scene where he goes in and he's talking he's like brady he's like you chopped up your family to bits and he's like i have no recollection of that sir and then it kind of goes into like you're the caretaker and you've always been here what'd you think of that Ah, you're right. So maybe none of this is, like, maybe he doesn't even have a family. Yeah, I think all of this, yeah. I think it all connects back once they show him at the end, like, being the guy in the picture. And I didn't connect those things at all at the end. I was like, what the fuck is going on? They're just showing him being here beforehand. In our defense, Owen, we've only watched this movie twice. Dennis has researched it for 10 years. Yeah. So that is true. So, no, way, no way am I second. Yeah. Get so Dennis, I don't think me and Kevin have any thoughts about the bathroom scene. Why don't you tell us? Like, a I thought the bathrooms look cool. Um, it's nice that they had dividers in between the urinals because there's a lot of bathrooms that don't have that. And it's really annoying. But go on. Yeah. The other thing I didn't notice, there was no stall doors on the toilets. Hmm. Just, I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> not there do you guys have another hour maybe we can <laughs> definitely not <laughs> there's probably someone that spent hours on that um dennis do you ever want to get into your theory i just had a few more questions for you guys yeah let's let i'll i'll get into it at the end just okay. let's go through the rest all right just a few random questions that came up between uh like basically him going crazy and chasing his family around question number one do you guys keep a baseball bat in your bedroom for protection I have a wrench underneath my bed, a big wrench. And a hammer. <laughs> um, we, we had a baseball bat, but I don't, I don't know what happened to it. But about every six months, I'll go under the bed and be like, oh, my God, there's a wrench under here. Oh, I'm like, wait, I put that under here. Yeah. Like, and if I woke up in the middle of the night, I would totally forget it's underneath my bed. Yeah, I, I keep a pocket knife by my bed, too, I guess. But I, I'm, I'm looking into getting a gun. They just scare the living hell out of me. So I have like nervous about it, but I don't know. Yeah, I would be afraid I would accidentally shoot like someone. I think that's that the, shouldn't be shooting. So that's the, I feel like that's the, those are the type of people that probably sh- would be good having a gun because I feel the same way because you're, you're the most cautious with it. Know that you wouldn't fuck that part up. Oh, and hear this out. One time in college, one of my roommates had a gun. And it was right after a Ohio State game. I think we came back and we were all doing a, a power hour with Franzia. And by that, we, we were doing the thing where, like, you remember the power hours where it would take like a picture every minute? Yes. And you can kind of like see how it progressed. Oh my God, Megan's gonna kill me. Um, by the end of the, by the end of the power hour, we were all holding his gun and playing around with it for the picture. Oh God, Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's a nightmare. I've I would never do that. I've I've always been so into gun safety. So, I mean, there's no shame, it shame on you, Kevin. I imagine the scene from uh, This Is the End, where he's playing with a gun and he's like, pop, pop, bang, bang. bang. <laughs> it's the best scene for that. I haven't seen that movie since theater. That's the only. <laughs> that's the only one I remember. Uh, have you guys ever been locked in a room like Jack was in the freezer? Not like somebody forced you to, but have you ever been stuck in a room 
I will lead that one time when I was living with my brother in California, one of my, uh, my bedroom door got jammed and I was stuck in there for like 45 minutes before my brother had to break down the kick down the door. <laughs> wow. I don't think so. I think maybe like out of torture from my like older brothers that they like stood in front of the door and wouldn't let me out. I think that's the furthest it went though. Oh yeah. My brothers used to lock me down in the basement and say that Jasper, the unfriendly ghost was coming. To the- <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's the and worst. I hated that yeah. basement. Yeah. Well, you guys are all the youngest child. I forgot. It was, yeah. So what'd you do I to Ben? I, we should get I Ben back on the ben phone. Before. Yeah. Get Ben back on here. Yeah. No, I've never been locked in a room. Never like an elevator or anything just for a little bit. Nope. Wow. You got one coming. Um, if you guys are in that freezer, I'm sure you scout- scouted out some of the food in there. What are you going oh. for first? Peanut butter. I went for the Oreos. That, it in my it mind. is crazy how much all that stuff still is very prevalent. And it was that big back then. I saw Heinz. I'm like, Heinz was that big in the 80s and is still like king when it comes to ketchup. It was big in uh, Mad Men. When we're, it's a big plot of the oh, Mad yeah. Men. Frosted um, Flakes. I, I think there is. I do have a weird infatuation in movies. Like I, that movie White Noise, Owen, the one that came out last year with Adam Driver, where they go to the grocery store. I love seeing the. True, yeah. I love seeing the packaging of old food and just like what a what a soda can looked like in 1980 Damn. or like yeah, what a pack too. of Oreos looked like. It's a really interesting thing. I like all old stuff like that. I'm with you, Kevin. I, that's what the place basically is in Vegas, right? Dennis, that museum just like, Oh yeah. But it's, it's everything's a little off. Uh, okay. Yeah. I just find that really cool part of movies, just packaging and it's just a very small detail that kind of makes a movie better. Um, yeah, that was pretty much my last thing. Cause then we get to, the last thing I really remember from the movie, the last note I had was the way he was like being so formal with Mr. Grady, where he's like, when he was in the freezer and he's like, I don't know, Mr. Grady. Like that actually kind of goes in line with the ter- caretaker thing, huh? He was answering him like he was almost like lesser than him. Weird. Dennis, tell us more about this movie. No, great. Grady was saying that Jack was the caretaker. Yes, he was. Yes, so basically Jack was talking to Mr. Grady like he was his boss. He's like, oh, I don't know, Mr. Grady. She's been... yeah. Like I was like, why does he keep referring to him like he's like a superior? So, I, yeah. I, I think really... he's just... Uh, yeah, maybe because he's looking up to him because he, he kind of... Grady kind of goes like, do you have the balls to do what you're supposed to do? Like he already achieved this great accomplishment of killing his family and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, like kind of talking to your hero type of thing, I guess. Yeah. How did he get um, out of that? Well, before we... Be- Sorry. Go ahead. How did he get out of that fr- freezer? <clears throat> Grady unlocked it. It's actually one of the... Um, or did he just bust it down the with main... the axe? No, because you hear the, it get unlocked and then like the door open yeah i didn't like but it's the main point it's the only point in the movie that people say that it can't be in his head right because he was in the freezer and someone let him out and so there has to be some sort of actual yeah presence there or he just knocked it down with the with the axe and he heard it it unlock 
Yeah, I guess. That's it. That's what happened. Next scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be- before we get to the end, what is your favorite line of the whole movie? Because I feel like this whole movie is just memorable lines. I already said mine. It was a momentary loss of muscular coordination. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I have um, a favorite line. I'm, I should stick with my, my. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you my least favorite line. <laughs> What's that? It's not so That's much a line. It's, yeah. What did you hate? What yes. line? <laughs> it's when the fucking girl was on the walkie-talkie, and she kept going, Over. <laughs> Over and out. Over and out. Oh, fuck that! I would have if I was on the other line of that. I would just Jack been, Torrance. Like, I would have been like, "What would this. you do? Bash your brains in?" Yeah, I get. I get where Jack decided to kill her. What's I your think, favorite uh, line, Dennis? I just actually said it. It's where he goes, "Wendy, give me the bat." And then he goes, <laughs> oh, I do like that part too. <laughs> and he goes. I don't. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Oh damn! I forgot that part was amazing. The tongue Dude, ass that shit whole scene was where great. he's just like he just can't fucking control himself. Yeah, where his like tongue is coming out. Oh man, that's the climax of the movie. Shit. Yeah, that is that is great. Good callback. Yeah, I don't know if this movie works without him. He is really damn good in it. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't there, have. I don't have a lot much- of. Uh, behind the scenes footage too of him so i don't know if you guys ever heard like the history of this movie where stanley kubrick hated shelly duvall and like put her through trauma during this movie and there's scenes of him like behind the scenes footage of him like totally bitching her out like you weren't fucking ready you were all fucking ready and i guess she she's like crying and stuff and he like hated her but Jack Nicholson and her like got along really well on scene from what I read. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I just her and Stanley Cooper. Stanley Cooper is kind of a wacky name. Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick? Yeah. Oh, Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's even crazier. Is that more normal than Stanley <laughs> Cooper? <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna have to. I'll, I'll think. Let me. Let me stir. Oh, Cooper. That makes sense. <laughs> Stanley Cooper is stupid. <laughs> I never heard anybody named Cooper. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't have anything else on this movie. I kind of glossed over the last 15 minutes because it's just the only part I remembered. Like yeah. just him chasing him around. It was pretty crazy when he acts the guy like the whole half the movie is trying this guy going there to save him. And then as soon as he walks in, he just kills him right away. Yeah, the scat man walked through and he made himself yeah. known way too much. It got axed. Hello. Give it it All right, Dennis. Yeah, but I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I want to hear your theory, but we'll end with you because I, I, it's a great movie. Like Jack Nicholson's great. I'd give it an eight point five anytime I watch it. But I don't know. I don't really get tempted to rewatch it. Just one of those movies. If I watch it, I'm gonna like it. 
No, I'm glad you really. I'm really glad you decided to pick that one because that was that was way better than what I remembered. Mm-hmm. What's your rating? Eight point six. Damn, one Ooh. point higher than mine. Um, I say it's a ten out of ten for me. It's just I can't think of a better movie. Like everything I want in movies in this movie. Um. And I think it's a the most rewatchable movie you could watch out of any movie. Like, perfect movie late at night after you had a few drinks. I thought that was Hamilton. You told you said the same thing about Hamilton. <laughs> Every movie I like. <laughs> That's another one. Live PD also. Perfect. Ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> the big three. To put out after having a few drinks, it's great. Um, but I think the I. I was talking this with Lisa trying to figure out what the movie meant. Cause she asked about the photo at the end. Cause there's a photo of the, him like of the 1920s and him in it. Um, and there's a line earlier that says you've always been here. And so I think the, the hotel rep- represents evil and it brought evil out of him. And he's always, he's always had evil. So like, you, you don't think of the hotel as like time. It's more like a, a thing of evil. And so he's there and it brought him out of him. And it's like, you've always had this. Oh, it's just fine. You're finally arrived and you've always been here sort of thing. So I'm so caught up in like the reality of this, but it's just way more abstract. Like it's in his mind kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think you, yeah, you can't get caught up on like if is it in his mind or if it's real. It's obviously not real because uh-huh. this would never happen in real life. But what does it represent in this world of like e- evilness that you can tell he has at the beginning of the movie, but it just amplifies, you know, and it comes out like he's always had this feeling. So that's what that that's is. That is that your theory, or is that something that you read? You've gone over a few different theories. <clears throat> that one sounded best to you. Yeah, that's there's yeah there's a bunch of different theories, okay. but that one seems like the so most, there's no clear, especially for the ending. Okay, I was just was not sure if there was a clear cut like that's supposed to mean this. Duh, it's it's kind of ambiguous, right? Yeah. Okay. I like that then. And the other fun fact, that photo at the end, I was reading this before we came on. Uh, it's actually a real photo from the 1920s, and they like did some old-school Photoshop and put him in there. It looks very good. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. We're done with The Shining? Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about the weight loss challenge, which I need to be held accountable for. And what's the weight loss challenge? Dennis doesn't lose the weight that he wants, then we have to end the podcast for good. <laughs> so don't fucking don't fuck thinking, it up, Dennis, because I want to so, keep going. I like it. So yeah. I wait. I wait in at two hundred three, which I'm over two hundred, which not a good sign. Um, so I want to lose. My goal is fifteen pounds in eight weeks, which is very doable because the first week is like all right. so I can do it. Do you mind if I join you in that exact same challenge, Dennis? 15 pounds in 8 weeks? Because I want to do that too. Yeah, let's do it.